So the things that you taught me right away is that you got to make a decision and then you got to act on it and you can't take your time. You have to leap. Awesome. Awesome. We are here today on the Unstoppable Woman podcast with a very special guest of mine. I am highlighting on this Unstoppable Woman spotlight one of my clients, Heather Keith, who is a fabulous Unstoppable Woman in her own right. And the idea behind these Unstoppable Woman spotlights is to show people through conversation, through listening, through storytelling, about what it takes to really scale a business and to scale your life. So here at The Unstoppable Woman, we don't see those things as separate. We see those things as integrated. And I think Heather is a great example of doing both concurrently and really going for it. So without further ado, Heather, can you please introduce yourself, your business, and share a little bit about where you were when you first started working with me. Sure. Uh, hi, Amira. Um, it, is a, it is my pleasure to be on your podcast. I'm so excited to speak with you. Um, uh, my name is Heather Keith, and I have a family law firm in uh, Westfield, New Jersey. Um, and uh, when I first uh, started working with you, I was just really looking to uh, dig deep into my business and just make it blossom in ways that I really hadn't been able to do before. And I had the sneaking suspicion that it was me that was preventing that from happening. And so I reached out for help. Um, and at the same time, little did I know that that would also cause my personal life also to blossom in, in similar ways. So I've just been delighted to work with you. And I've just doors have opened that I had not even anticipated so that's so kind let's of... start with that. What <laughs> doors have opened that you, not, that you did not anticipate? I think one of the things that uh, you came to the coaching with, which you just highlighted, which I think is super important, is that you recognize that maybe it was me, right? Maybe maybe it was something to do with how I was showing up in this world and and how I was looking at it and, and my belief structure. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the common denominator in me getting stuck over and over again was, you know, I, there wasn't anything that I could blame it on except for something that was going on internally in myself. Um, I just I just felt some kind of an urge to grow somehow. And I wasn't even I wasn't even able to get the clarity to see what that growth would even look like. Um, so I just I felt like I was living in the middle of a big blind spot. I was, I was working very hard. I was pulling, you know, 80 hour weeks. I was really not getting anywhere. I mean, I wouldn't say that my business was not successful because, you know, on paper it was, but I just didn't have that satisfaction. Um, I didn't have the love for it. Um, and it just, it, you know, all roads kind of led back to myself. And I just, I just felt like I was kind of stuck. I mean, I guess that's the classic way to explain it is I just felt just really, really stuck and frustrated. Um, so, um, you know, you can only come at that from 10 million different directions before you realize, hey, you know, I just I really need somebody else to help me uh, see what I couldn't see before. Um, and so that is when I reached out. And it's in, I think if I had to put it in a nutshell, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned along the way, aside from, you know, just sort of being able to see things a little bit better is that 
not only do uh, did I need to see things better, but I also had to take that little bit of action. It, it, I could I could read all the books and I could listen to all the podcasts and I could go to all the events and everything, but nothing was happening for me. And I just I just didn't connect that to the fact that I needed to take an action to to prove to myself that just even just the littlest bit was possible. And so I think that's one of the first thing that was, that you and I tackled was. Um, it's something that you said stuck in my mind from the very beginning, and that is um, closing the gap on time. And uh, at the time, I had, well, I mean, it's, I'm still in the same year, so um, I turned 50 this year. Um, I freely admit that, <laughs> admit that with pride. Um, yeah, woo. Because, you know, um, it just it just really clicked a switch in me that says, hey, you know what, Heather, you really just don't have all the time left in the world. I have got a young son um, that that's coming up in the world. And I just had so many things I just really wanted to do. Um, and so but but I was just stuck in in action. So the things that you taught me right away, <laughs> right away, is that you got to make a decision and then you got to act on it and you can't take your time. You have to leap. You have to just take that idea and just jump off the cliff and just in faith that it's going to happen for you. Would you, okay, would so you say that? Let's talk about that. <laughs> it's so important. And it's one of the things that I coach almost every single client on. I can't right now think of someone who I haven't coached um, <laughs> on that right. because it's, it's one of the ways I think we've been brought up is to overthink and it's a delaying tactic. And we, we put it in the, the realm of research or um, methodicalness or making a good decision or not being rash when in fact it, it can often be a self-sabotaging um issue for people. So why don't you give, why don't you give two examples, one like large action that you took that closed the gap on time? And what about like a, a small, you know, cause we've worked on the big things and then we've worked on the small daily things as well. Mm -hmm. Well, um, to be honest, I have, um, said, I mean, I, I've, from my perspective, the kind of the way I'm thinking of it is the way I think of it is, is saying yes. All right. So the, the, biggest thing that I said yes to was, in fact, working with you. <laughs> you know, that was a huge yes. And I did it the same day. I, I said yes to you. And I went online and booked my plane tickets the same day for a meeting with you. I think it was like five days from the day that we spoke. I don't at the moment at that moment I didn't do that. That just wasn't anything that I ever would ever like are you out of your mind? <laughs> I was like, well, maybe I am, but I'll tell you what, nothing has worked up until now and I'm ready. So this is the big like talk about closing the gap on time. At that moment like even my just thinking about it my heart is kind of pounding. Um just thinking about what that felt like to click the button on buying uh, a really nice plane ticket to come and see you um, and having it and just having it just happen so quickly. I thought to myself, holy macro, like if I can do this this quickly, like what else is there out there that I'm not that I'm overanalyzing that that, you know, um, that I'm slowing myself down by 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 over researching because like researching feels like action. But what I have learned is it ain't 
action. It really ain't. It's it's <laughs> not. It really you you know. Don't get me wrong. You need to collect some facts. Like we're not just jumping off the edge of the world here. But but I guess what I'm saying is that just with a little bit of of uh, information, just to just it feels like jumping. You just close that gap on time and say yes, and then take the action right that minute, right, right in that moment, if possible, to just do it. So that, I, I, that's the biggest I one that. I can think of. <laughs> that's the big one, and you, you for yeah. sure. Mm. So, so speak a little bit to a, a couple of things there, and then I'll, we'll go back to a small close the gap activity. Okay. But um, I think that what got to happen for you as a result of coming down to visit me in, in Charlotte for a VIP day, right? Like you said, yes, mm-hmm. my schedule was open. We booked mm-hmm. it immediately. Yeah. We got on that plane. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, in, in perfect transparency to everyone who's listening, Heather and I had two, three conversations prior to her saying yes. So she, she although some people say yes initially, she had to get herself to that place. But then once she said, yes, she was like, okay, I want to do this now. Let's go. Let's not, let's not allow any space for the noise to come in. Um, Yeah. Well, I had a taste of it. I got that taste of what could possibly be possible. And I thought, oh my God, like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. This is this momentum, this like, it it didn't feel wrong. It felt like uh, exactly what was supposed to, how can I say it? How it was, it it just felt like exactly what was supposed to happen for me at that moment. And I was getting in my own way. And the way I was getting in my own way was by saying no to myself. I knew what I was supposed to do. I knew what I needed to do. And I knew it would be scary. And I knew you know, all these things. And I had up until that moment said, no, yep, nope, yep, that's right. That's going to be scary. So we're not going to do that. Oh, yep, that's going to be expensive. Okay, yep. So that's a good reason not to do that. So no, 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 over and over and over again. And I said, yes. And my my brain just like lit up. <laughs> I was like, wow, you just said yes to yourself. It was the most one of the most powerful experiences I've ever had in my life. Just and it, and it was just like an internal, like I said yes to something, and in that moment, like a whole lot of things just aligned right up, and it was I will never forget that. And and in that moment, I just you know you talk about promises that you make to yourself and and little um like like uh, contracts that you make with yourself. I made an agreement, agreement. I made an agreement with myself that is like I want more of that, whatever that is. I want more of it because it just felt so real to me. I love it. I love it. So talk a little bit about what came out of that VIP day. Mm-hmm. And because um, there were some fast action things on that. Yeah. There were some financial um, yep. positivity on that. And then let's talk about how you've continued to close the gap on time. Because that's when you said, I want more of that. Yeah. Like, Let's talk about what more of that is. Yeah. yeah. What's the that? Well, yeah. it's it's life. It's nothing short. It's nothing less and nothing more. I mean, that's what it is. It's just more, more of of what it is that I'm supposed to be here to do. Um, at the VIP, like we we jammed <laughs> into that one session. We jammed so so much. Like I could have been in therapy for 20 years on that. I, it's it just was something that we just we just got right to it. 
I mean, I say we because there's no way I could have done that on my own. You know, I really needed, I really needed a Sherpa for that. I just, I, I'm so grateful for that moment. I mean, we discovered some, some hidden agreements. We discovered some double binds. We discovered some things that were that had to do with a very important relationship in my life that I didn't even see. I was looking in a totally different direction. And when we came down to that very core relationship with a very important person in my life. It's like the scales were lifted. I was just like, oh, oh, okay. And I was so grateful to be in that moment with you at that time because I wouldn't have known what to do with that. I would not have known what to do with that revelation. But um, what we were able to do was, and if I'm remembering this <laughs> this right, I mean, it was a kind of a big moment. Um, you know, what do you replace that with, right? And so nature pours a vacuum. Um, and what we replace that with is what um, what I want to be. Like, what kind of a person do I really want to be? Uh, what 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 fills that gap? Where are we going for this? Not the self image part, but the part where we're going in the future is is what we st- what started to fill in. And in that in that day, just like the chasm sort of opened on that. And then I looked at it and said, you know, this is not what I want. And now I understand what I'm looking at. But now that we've carved that piece of it away, what is now going to fill into that spot? What goes into that spot? Um, And that's where the real creativity started to happen because I was like, oh my gosh, look at all the space I have. Like I'm like essentially like I've got like probably 45, 50, 60% of myself I could just fill or more that I could just fill with whatever I want. And it's okay for me to want things what is that? Like, that was a completely like I, that was a sensation I hadn't experienced since I was probably in preschool. I mean, this goes way back. Um, So, and since then that just really planted, I mean, to say that it planted a seed is kind of an understatement. It's planted an acorn, you know, because since then I'm like, oh my gosh, like there are so many things. There's just so much. And it just kind of grows out from there. Um, Yeah. And then we got to the, we did get to a financial piece of it and I hit, the biggest terror barrier that I had probably experienced in probably my my life, I guess. There were two big moments. One, saying yes to you to begin with was one big one. And then saying yes at VIP to something that I desperately wanted, that I just, I knew I needed it. And there was a big terror barrier between where I was at that moment and where I just really needed to be. And I hit it. <laughs> I hit it pretty hard. Um, the tears came, um, the terror was real. Um, and you stayed with me in that container, in that safe place. And I managed to push through it and I kind of reached to the other side and grabbed it (laughs) and pulled it back with me. And, uh, yes, I have the, you know, the finances are there, but it's not, I didn't die. And now I have something that I value more than that. I'm now have something that I value more than what I sacrificed to get to where I'm going, which I couldn't have seen at the moment. It was yet another leap of faith. But I think that's what terror barriers are kind of about. Um, you get up to something that seems like it's going to – like you you really feel it. Like I really felt it in my body. Heather, you're about to die. If you say yes to this, you can you can kiss everything that you've worked for goodbye. You, you've, you're done. <laughs> yep. And then there was a little teeny tiny voice in me that said, well, are we really 
really sure about that. <laughs> Is that really completely true? By the way, does that need to be true? Could you change that story that you're telling yourself? Is it possible? And I saw a little crack. I saw a little crack. A little light came through. A little crack. And I thought, you know what? Uh, here I am, and this is what I'm here for. I'm saying yes, we're going for it. Done. And that's one of the biggest things that I see in you, Heather, is as a transformation that I think happened in that first yes to the VIP day, but is consistent now. It's like you see, now you, like in that VIP day, that terror barrier that came up, you saw this little, 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 little (laughs) sliver of light, held space for you. We worked through it. And you claimed it and you didn't die. And you had that experience of not dying. And then you kept that process up. Every time you hit a wall, you you looked for the light. You you kept that questioning. One of the things I love about the way you have engaged in this particular coaching style and process that that I I share, I, I teach, I work with, is that you are intellectually engaging with it. So you keep asking yourself questions like, well, what if that wasn't true? What if that was just a story that I was telling myself? What if, and you find the light, right? And then you're like, that feels like light. That feels like dark. I'm mm-hmm. going with the light because over here, this feels like terror. Why would I move? Why would I stay in that? Even though all the cells in your body know mm-hmm. it as, you know, comfort, if you will, like what, what is known, the terror doesn't, but staying where you are, feels comfortable. Mm -hmm. You consistently go look for the light and you go find it. Mm -hmm. So I I love that. So just wrapping up, excuse me, wrapping up on the, the VIP day, um, you had your biggest month ever the next month. Yeah. Yeah. Financially, like I like to connect the dots for people on the financial side of things because women come to me for both scaling up their business and this concept of self-ownership, personal freedom, really um, being the person that they want to be and not feeling so so internally trapped um, with the internal sabotages and frustrations and things like that. And you've, you've spoken a lot about like the freedom side of things <laughs> and like, Oh yeah. And the financial side was pretty good too. You know? so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, it's true. I did have a really big month after that. Um, and it, it, I think I, I think I would have looked at that a lot differently in the past. First, I would have thought about that. Like, Oh, well, that's, somebody else did that. It wasn't me. I'm not claiming that. Um, after VIP, I was like, you know what? Yeah. Did that. You totally I did that. Did that. <laughs> With yeah. relative ease also. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's the, it, it involves asking. Um, asking had been a dangerous proposition. Um, and that has changed over time, you know, the, the, the asking part of it, it was like, oh, well, if you, you know, from where my background, where I came from, if you ask for something, you're not going to get it. So, so specifically, are we talking about sales, asking in a sales conversation? Yeah. Asking for sales. Yep. And also asking for um, accounts receivable also is an issue, right? right. So in my business, um, you know, we're working through that. But right now, like, also, um, if I had been working with you to build my business from the beginning, we wouldn't have had accounts receivable because that's a toleration. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a toleration. And that's also 
um, that's sort of a language uh, to the universe that you don't value yourself. Correct. I think. So, uh, you know, the fact that I had that I have to go back and ask people to, you know, God forbid, pay me for the work that I've already done for them. um, The the fact that that even existed in the first place, that that was a bucket in my business was weird. You know, it doesn't speak to the to what we're working on here, which is, you know, more life, like more respect and and, uh, you know, all the universal laws, too, by the way, which is, you know, you, you provide value and you compens- laws of compensation and so forth. So, um, yeah, that was the, it was it was very interesting to to step up and claim all that, you know, just 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 to. Just claim all that. I hadn't. I hadn't. Cla- I didn't feel like I had claimed hardly anything in my own, my own adult life, you know. I, I, but just to start claiming things is just like it's a it's a remarkable feeling to claim anything, to claim the dress that you want, to claim the haircut that you want to try, to claim some money that somebody owes you, to, to claim a new client, to claim um, you know a potential client who wants to work with you, um, to to claim that part of to you know it's you claim your part in the universe really at the end of the day. Um, so that was something that I really hadn't done up until then. So that's changed for me a lot. That's huge. And, and a reflection there for you and for our listeners, here's this woman, she runs a very successful law firm from all intents and purposes, the outside world, you even said this in some conversation to me, to me that, you know, everyone sees me from the outside looking in as successful, but I don't feel successful on the inside. So here's this woman who has a law firm is running a business is doing fairly well. Yes. She needs to, you know, clean things up in her systems and, you know, scale it and grow it and all of that. But she didn't feel internally like she could claim anything. And yet she had this business already. So I think that's a, a, a really uh, important thing for people to see for themselves. Y- you can have much of the outer side of success and still not feel successful because internally you don't understand, you don't have a sense of self-worth or you, a sense of uh, personal ownership or self-ownership or um, really being able to claim what you want in this mm-hmm. world, like take up space and and be you, oh, yeah. full, full sp- self-expression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if I can say, I mean, the firm that I'm running is a six-figure firm and it was when we started working. Now it's more of a six-figure firm, but this is not a small thing, but you're completely right. Um and that month, can I can I toot your horn for a second? That month after the VIP day, mm-hmm. she got to a month that would put her on track for a seven-figure law firm. Okay, That's yes, and and we're working on and creating that consistently now. But that was a big leap, and it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fantastic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was yeah. an amazing experience, and what it taught me was that you know, first off, first off, it's possible. You know, this is again with the new experiences and and um, uh, teaching at least my brain that th- that these things are even possible. Um, you know, that you claim something and it comes to you. It doesn't go away from you. It actually comes to you. So, you know, just this whole thing, this whole theme about claiming has just been, it's it's been just remarkable. It's, it's, it's been real, you know, up until then, I didn't trust myself at all. I didn't trust myself. I just didn't, you know, I'm a high performer. I'm not, I'm not like an achiever, you know, a super duper 
I guess on, I guess if you looked at me from the outside, you say that maybe I am, but I, I just I don't perceive myself that way. But um, whatever I do, I tend to like really kind of do. Um, but but internally, I, I just there was a lot of incongruity there, and I just didn't trust myself. I just wasn't. There wasn't anything that, I, and I didn't really know how, how to build. How did that show up, Heather? Can you give people an example? Because I think sometimes you and I talk, and we we have this mm-hmm. language of understanding. Because I know I'm in your I'm in your life, I'm in your business, yeah. and I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But where does not like what was the outer um, result of not trusting yourself? What how would that show up? Hmm. Well, um, how would that show? Well, you know, it's I don't know I. Unless you knew what you were looking for, I don't know if you'd be able to see it. Um, I guess it shows up in the in the results. Mm-hmm. I, I guess um, to me, it was just a pervasive feeling of like, oh, you know, I can't do this. You know, we're um, so let's see, we're getting tra- we're trying to get through COVID, so we have to pivot and make sure that our businesses are keep running instead of you know um, instead of um, you know folding or whatever. Um, and there are certain things that you need to do to make sure that that happens. And I, there were certain things that I just wasn't, I, I just didn't trust myself to do it. Uh, oh, the way, one of the ways that it manifests is that for me is that like my deadlines will get pushed out, pushed out, pushed out, pushed out, pushed out. It kind of looks like procrastination, but really what it is for me is that I don't trust myself to do that job out of the park. You know, if, if I knew I was going to do it like completely well, I probably would just sit down and do it. But as it is, sometimes I sit, I'll sit down to do something and it, it will just kind of, it will just kind of ooze out into the future. Like I'm not really doing it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm afraid to engage in it. When I do it, I have learned that I have the capacity to engage and have something happen really quickly. And what I, however, what I had taught myself was, you know, A, you're not good enough. So B, if you start on a project, um, it better be, a hundred thousand percent over the top, 200% good, or else it's not going to be good enough either. And over and over again, I just had that cycle where it's just not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. And by, by extension, then of course I'm not good enough. And that was the message I was giving myself over and over and over, like on a daily basis on everything, on every level that I can just really think of. It's, you know, I think about it now and it's like, wow, that's kind of depressing. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about the after story on that because now like, I, I'm going to fill in some of the blanks here. So, so one of the things that uh, Heather and I worked on was like how she was showing up with team and how she was showing up on her calendar and, and how, how she was dealing with managing her time. Um, all sorts of um, sort of self-management um, aspects that come into play when you're running your own business and you don't have, you know, boss man looking down on your shoulders. Like you have to have self-agency here. And she, she is someone who is a doer and is, you know, obviously uh, successful in her own right before we started working together, but she was very much delaying, closing up, making decisions, closing on things um, and taking action because she had a sense of not being right, being wrong, and therefore not trusting mm-hmm. herself. Yeah. And so what does the flip side of that look like? What does self-ownership or self-trust look like on the daily now? Maybe you can talk about how you close the gap on time now. And Mm -hmm. we can circle back to that point that we started with. 
Well, first of all, it's like a, 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 a special, you know, circle of Hades to be in that loop, you know, where, um, you know, I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had agency, like you say, and I wasn't managing myself at all. I just really wasn't. Um, and um, just, you know, some of the things that you said just kind of brought some things up for me. Um, so yeah, I wasn't managing my calendar. I wasn't, I wasn't really managing anything. And again, I was, I was teaching myself over and over again, you're not reliable. You're not reliable. Well, that's complete lie, by the way, this is all lies. These are all lies, by the way, (laughs) lies. They're lies. (laughs) I'll say it again. There are a lot. If you're out here, (laughs) listen to me. It's all lies. (laughs) It's all lies. We are good enough and we are capable and whatever it is that my subconscious was telling me to keep me back in safety zone, as it were, for God's sake, don't achieve anything that's, that's like, you know, outstanding or, any, or just achieve anything in any case. It's just like, it wasn't an option. Like, stay where you are, stay where you are, stay where you, it's all good. It's all, see, see, it's all good where you are. It's all good. Don't do anything, you know, that will move yourself forward. And um, yeah, I couldn't uh, decide my way out of a wet paper bag. It, I just, I just couldn't do it. Um, and it's because I didn't trust myself. Um, and the only way that I got over that was I made a decision and I took a little action and it wasn't even a huge action, just a little action. So to decide is okay, is okay to do, to decide is okay. Um, what I would do sometimes is I would decide and then I would go off and do something else. I was just make a decision. That's not a decision. Yeah. That's not a decision, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess not. That's, that's a wish. That's a hope. That's an intention. Yes. Yeah. It's okay. a big difference. Okay. Okay. So I wasn't, okay. So to your point, I wasn't deciding. That's an even more clear way to put it. I wasn't deciding at all. I wasn't deciding. I was saying, oh, geez, I'm going to do that. And then I would go off and do something different. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this by the end of the day. And then I would go off and do something else. I would say, oh, okay, this is a project. I'm going to do that before noon. But first, let me just check my email. I think everybody does it, but it's. I was just getting so tired of it. It was so destructive. It was just holding me back so much. And the only cure that I have found for that is to just make the decision and then act on that decision in that moment. Right. Just send the email, pick up the phone and make the call, write the thank you note, you know, have the conversation, make the list, whatever it is that you're thinking of in that moment, when you make, at least for me, when, when you make that decision, act on it somehow as and better yet act on it as much as you can. Um, make a step towards that because what it does is it brings it kind of into reality. At that point, you have not only decided, but you've committed now in real life, in real time, you've committed to having that thing happen. And what happens is it sets a whole bunch of stuff into motion. And before you know it, your intent comes back to you in the form of a result. Um, and then, holy mackerel, you've done something. You've, 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 done, you've created something in the world. It comes back to you, some kind of result that you want. And then the feeling of that is like, wow, um, I've participated in the universe. I, I've put my stuff out there. I wanted something to happen. And it comes back and it happened. And all of a sudden I trust myself. And it's just one little piece at a time. Like for me, it was like baby muscles. I just had to start real small. Um, you know, like, oh, I'm going to make my own breakfast this morning. Okay. So I'm actually... Once I had the moment I had that thought, I had to march myself into the kitchen and get out the blender and all the stuff that I do and make my smoothie or whatever and drink it. And that that's what I had to do. 
it couldn't just be like, oh, this morning I'm going to get my breakfast. And so, but, but first I'm going to give Rex a bath and then I'm going to get dressed and this and that. So I think so it's one the of the things that I'm seeing there also is that not only are you thought, you know, idea, decision, action, yeah. but this is also a act of self-worth at all mm-hmm. phases. And like you're learning, you know, there's that old adage, you know, put your uh, oxygen mask on first. Right. Yeah, yeah. And we all think that, but then we put everyone else first. Right. <laughs> yes. and that happens in family life and that happens in business also where, you know, people will put content development or management there when they really need to be doing sales or they really need to be doing client work or there's something every business and individual is different, but there is a move the needle action that is your priority for you and your business. And it's not that the other stuff doesn't get done. It's not like you don't take care of your son. Mm -hmm. You've just switched that you've made these micro decisions um, that actually add up. It's this like 2% shift that then makes a huge difference because you then believe in yourself. You've, you've, you've said you're going to do something and you go do it Mm -hmm. and you don't um, undermine your trust with yourself. So then you become a trustworthy person and you can be trustworthy for everyone in your life. That's right. right. And, and, and it builds this internal momentum Mm -hmm. that is instead of an energy sap, like, Oh, I said I was going to do that. And I didn't do that. And that, is it's in you, you feel it, yeah. right? It's you took cringy. care of your son or you took care of the, the team member, but you're in your head going, ah, I didn't do that thing. I didn't do that thing. I didn't right. do that thing. Right. And, and then you, your self, sense of self just drops that much more mm-hmm. and that lowers your momentum. And so you're on an upward cycle with this, which yeah. is, Fantastic. Love yeah, 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 yeah. 100%, 100%. In fact, it's painful for me now to undermine myself. It used to be the norm. And now, and now when I start doing that, I'm like, oh, God, like, no, 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 that can't happen. This is the wrong direction. <laughs> We're not doing that anymore. No, no more. It has to be positive. It has to be in a positive direction. How else can you really step into the world? I mean, how else? There's just no other way. I don't know what it looks like in the future. I don't know. I'm not like a one, well, yet. I'm not one of those super planners that has like my three or five, I'll get there someday. But really, um, generally I like to experience the world like on a moment by moment basis. But when you start doing that undermining stuff, wow, it just, it really just takes you out of that experience entirely. It's like, you're not even living anymore. It's like, you're just, you're just, you're just hurting yourself over and over again. And that that was my experience of it. Like that's how it felt in my body. And I didn't realize that. Um, So now that I've been able to sort of tip that in a a different direction, um, now it's actually even a, it's a lot more painful to do that because I'm like, whoa, 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 that's like a slippery slope. Like we're not doing that. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. Find something else to do. We're not doing that anymore. So, so you said something this morning that I think is pertinent to this, Heather. So Heather is someone who has, is doing lots of different coaching programs with me. She uh, did a VIP day program to start. Then she stepped into private coaching for a year. She's doing something now called the immersion program, which is, I don't need to go into all the details, but it's fabulous. Yep. And if you're interested, please, you know, ring me up, find me. Um, 
but we speak every morning, Monday through Friday for a very short, short window. And it's an immersion so that she can really flip the switch very quickly. And she said something to me this morning that was, uh, you know, my, my, my little dog ears went up around it. You, you said <laughs> you were having a conversation with someone and you, you reflected to me the way I showed up in that conversation is not who I am anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it's not how I'm showing up in my conversations with you in my business, but over here, I'm, I'm, I'm my old me. Yeah. And, and that was so palpable. Like I think it, what, what you said that brought that up for me was when you said it's painful to do it any other way now. And that was yes. like a painful experience for you, like to see yourself not working at this higher level, if you will. Mm-hmm. You want to speak to that a little bit? Well, I mean, it's, it's enough to make you cry. It's just, it's just a, it's a, it's a, you know, just, it's a powerful trans- transformation, I guess, is what I would say. Um, you do, you do reach that tipping point where there are certain things that are just not acceptable to you anymore. However, this is a very old relationship that we're talking about. This is somebody that I've known for, uh, well, decades. Um, and, and to, to focus in the coaching in a certain way and to focus, you know, you and I focused in the coaching in a certain way and in a, in the business in a certain way and strides are being made. And I'm sort of, I feel like I'm repairing myself in some ways and just really like, like ramping it up and, and tipping that tipping point to a positive way. And then I go back to an, an old, um, um, relationship and, uh, you know, I had an assignment and I was executing on the assignment um, with this person. And I just heard myself saying all those old things and thinking on the old. And this is just, uh, by the way, just goes to show you the insidiousness of your subconscious and all the program that you've got and all the patterns that are in there. And the, even the patterns that are, I don't know if it's conscious or not, but it, in any case, you know, in that, in that situation, I just felt like I, I just watched myself just go right back in, in, the most important thing for me in that moment was to be able to see it from a different perspective. Like I didn't feel like I was in that in that place. I felt like I was in another place watching myself act as I used to act and having those kind of feelings and emotions sort of coming back that were they were painful to me at the time but I didn't know it. Now I know that that's not the way to go about it. That's not the way anyway that I want to go about it. And just to see myself act that way, even for just the 10 or 15 or 20 minutes that it was occurring, I thought, my God, like, whoa. (laughs) I thought, wow, like, okay, all right, fair enough. Um, Here's another area that needs to be worked on. But it was just, I couldn't have seen it much clearer, I don't think, than I did at that time. But, But of course, there was a time a little while ago, I wouldn't have been able to see the forest for the trees. But now, I mean, I I am in uh, operating in a different place and showing up habitually in, say, about two thirds of my life and having this other third lagging behind just brought it out in such relief, like in high relief. I saw it all of a sudden. I was like, oh, my goodness, like, holy moly, like that is not the way to go about it. This is not what we're doing anymore. Um, And I just felt it in my body. Um, and it was just a really powerful experience. And now, of course, I have to figure out what to do with it. And I think I know what to do with it. But, you know, this is all a process. Absolutely. So the big thing, well, many big things there, but an- another big thing to, to affirm and underscore there is 
something you said earlier where you you would have when when we were talking about self trust you would have made yourself wrong about the situation yes the the level of awareness that you're at now you're able to see this look i'm behaving in a way that's that's the old me that's not who i know myself to be now who i've stepped mm-hmm. into this person who's more fully expressed has self ownership has a sense of freedom agency mm-hmm. in her life Right. Oh, look at that. But you didn't make yourself wrong about it. Yeah. Right? yeah. That was like a magic moment for me. I was like, I am not in this. I am looking at this more or less, uh, can we say objectively? Like there was an objectivity to it. I didn't belong to that moment and I didn't beat myself up about it either. I, I looked at it like, like, okay, this is a situation here. Like, oh, wow, this is an interesting experience. Um, you know, again, we're, we're not doing this anymore. So now I have to go into problem solving mode. I need to look at that, see what I think is, is, uh, needs to be changed about like, how do I change my, my behavior? How do I change my actions? How do I change the way I look at this? How do I like went right into problem solving around it rather than saying like, oh my goodness, like, oh geez, this is awful. This is terrible. And, and I don't even remember what I used to think, but it, it wasn't good. And it certainly wasn't solving any problems. <laughs> I think that's the most amazing part of this kind of work is that we don't actually remember how we used to be. It's like, it's so, <laughs> <for> me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm okay and, with and it's phenomenal. I mean, you know that it was painful, you know that it was different, but you don't actually know your, your old, well, you're I don't, not in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't operate that way anymore. Like yeah, the operating brain, systems has, has changed. Exactly. Like, like your brain has actually like brains are plastic, you know? So, so you, you have actually managed, I mean, I guess this is the proof to myself that I have actually managed to change the way I'm thinking about things. <laughs> it's so cool. I love that, Heather. I love it's that. Great. It makes me so proud and happy <laughs> for you. Um, I want to wrap with a little bit more of the business side of things okay. and connecting the dots on this. Because from my perspective, the internal work that we do, the personal growth work, has an absolute specific um, direct result in the business side of things. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about two places where I think this has really shown up for you and, and you can speak to it in however you you'd like, but I think, um, around team has been a, a big, big shift, both in terms of the visibility stuff with the marketing and the marketing coaching that you were getting on, on that. And your, your initial reaction to it and your current reaction to it are completely different and then also how you approached working with um, your bookkeeper and accountant and that situation. Um, can, well, can you, my, can you hear my dog barking? I sure can. Little cutie pie. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So um, here again, it's kind of hard to remember because we're in such a different place right now. But um, yeah, when I started um, thinking about marketing, um, I I deliberately was pushing myself pretty hard and I was scared to death. I did not want to be seen. I figured I had nothing to say. No one would listen to me. It wouldn't work um, and all this stuff. And uh, so the thing that I can think of that happened for me is I enrolled myself in a video um, tutorial program. Um, and I was scared to death. I just, I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, and I just, I just did it. Um, and it turns out that, you know, I didn't die and I have some, some, uh, good marketing videos now that can be used. Um, and 
that. But initially you felt like you were going to die. I thought I was going to die on that one. And then there was the other thing that uh, I had an interview set up with uh, somebody that's who I was, I that's what you were thinking about. Yeah. yeah. So I had an interview set up. Yeah. This is super triggering. So I had an interview, you know, again, with the sort of jumping off the cliff to be sure that, you know, to prove to myself that nobody dies. Um, there was an offer that came out um, that a certain person was available to be interviewed. And this is a pretty big person. It's a pretty big person in my sort of sphere of influence, if you will. Um, and I, kn- I knew this person like generally was not available, uh, probably would have cost a lot of money to, to get this interview with this person. But for this particular occasion, um, the offer was made um, to make this person available for a big, long um, interview, like a long interview like kind of like the one we're having now, which you're <laughs> experienced at, but I certainly wasn't. And so I, I put together the script and I had it all kind of worked out and everything. And I, I had my notes and it was a video. It wasn't an audio. It was video. It was a Zoom uh, recording. Um, and I had it all. I was very nervous about it and I had it all spread out and everything. And I had my sheets and I, I had a plan and I had, I had it all worked out and everything. And this person got on and the instead of instead of saying oh hi my name is such and you know let, let me introduce and let's just go ahead and start recording the person that i was interviewing um who who had like i don't know how to explain this but he had a reason to say the things that he was saying um promptly ripped apart my whole thing he just ripped it says basically you're doing it wrong let me show you how how to do it and i was like I started sweating, <laughs> like, like, forget the hair, dry, you know, forget all that. I mean, oh my gosh. And I just kind of went over the edge on it. Um, and I, I just, I really wasn't very happy. And I, st- I just sort of, I powered through it. Um, and I, I did get it. I just, I did get it done. Um, but I was powerfully triggered by that because I, I had put myself out there. I was scared to begin with. My expectation in my little you know, little kid brain, I guess, was that this person was going to be nice to me because he, this person knows it was my first time doing something like this. But that is exactly the opposite of what happened. And I really felt it in the moment. Um, so let me, let me pause there. Let me give a, like, when she says she really felt it in the moment, <laughs> super triggered. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like it was intense. It was in her body. Yeah. You know, like y- you wanted to make a customer service complaint. Yeah. <laughs> so wrong. He treated me boy, like, like this whole, like, look at how you're cringing still. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. Like, it was really intense for you. It was. And like, so she moved through that. And now the after, can you just go, go to the after? Like now you're engaged with this process and well, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'll let you speak and then I'll give my reflection on it. Cause it's, it, to me, it's like a 180. Uh-huh. Um, well, I don't, all I remember after that is, um, is that, um, maybe I'm not remembering what you're, what it is that you're thinking about. Well, you, you shared with me that, that subsequent to that, mm-hmm. there were other opportunities. You raised your hand. You were like, I have a growth mindset. Please give me the feedback. I want to know. I want to learn versus in that first situation, you were like, he's making me wrong. I've done something wrong. Like I'm, I'm triggered. I need to defend myself. I need to point blame fingers at the other person mm-hmm. and you completely stepped out of that right wrong dynamic victim persecutor dynamic and went directly into I'm here to learn growth mindset 
I don't understand how this works now, but I, I know I'm not essentially wrong. I know I need to learn and I'm going to step forward and tell me anything, bring it on. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. you know, it was, a, it, does that sound familiar now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just like, like it, it that was, just, that was a very powerful, terrifying moment for me. And it, it, it took, I have to say a lot for me not to fall into, um, you know, blaming and, and like, how could he, this person do this to me and da, 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 da. Um, and then I just, I just pulled it together as hard as I could. And I said, this is not what I'm here for. I am not here to play the victim or to be blaming anybody or anything like this. I am here to learn. And this experience did, by the way, teach me a, a, a lot. You know, I could use a lot of words to say that, but um, it taught me a lot. Like I got more than I bargained for out of that experience. If he had been nice to me and then later on had been like, well, you know, let me give you a couple of pointers. You know, it, it would not have been anywhere near the experience that it was, but um, but it really took a lot of energy um, and a lot of focus to um, to take that, like that experience was more of an intense, it was like more of a learning experience than than I ever expected it to be. If it had gone well, it wouldn't have been a, a good learning, as good of learning experience as it was. So I just, I just took it and just turned, I just like, grabbed it by the horns and just like turned it around and said, you will serve me. Like this, this experience will serve me. I'm not going down on this experience. Yes. I was totally afraid, but at the end of the day, I did learn a lot and it, it wasn't, you know, nobody died. And, and I, I did learn a tremendous amount by going through that experience. And this is the power of perspective and, you know, you can make this as good as you want or as bad as you don't want. And we had a very pivotal conversation about like, okay, what is your perspective going to be here? What are you, how are you, who are you going to be in response to this? Because it's in these little micro decisions about like, here's this experience. And then how am I going to respond? I actually have choice in this moment and I get to choose who I want to be. And Heather, you chose who you wanted to be in that moment. And you've never, you haven't gone back from that. It was such a pivotal moment, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, I get to be someone who sees this as a learning opportunity, as growth, as someone supporting me, as someone fighting for my better, in- for my interests, right? Like mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. he was sharing and and, and uh, coaching you on was for, for you, not against you. And that was like a huge perspective shift. Right. The epiphany for me was just to stop, like full stop. Okay. As a starting point, just stop, pause (laughs) as a starting point. We're not blaming. We're not playing victim. We're not doing any of these things. Now, what's the alternative? How else can this be looked at? Did he want to sink me? No, he wasn't. That's not what he was there for. Did he want to be like an a-hole? I don't know, but that's neither here nor there. But I don't think that he was trying to hurt me. So I have to come up with that. I had to come up with another narrative. I had to come up with another way to look at that. And um, so stopping is the first step, if you will, at least for me, is I have to stop that behavior right now. And then in that, in that, in the silence <laughs> that follows, how am I going to look at this to where 
first of all, it makes more sense to me. Like, I know this person wasn't trying to hurt me. So now how am I going to look at this in a way that benefits me and him also? You know, because it doesn't do me any good to call customer service and say this guy was a jerk to me. Like at first he, he might have been, but everybody knows that. So <laughs> it wouldn't have been news to anybody. Anyway, so, um, but the, the, and the, the, the stopping was really important for me because, you know, that's a downhill slope right there. Right. So, it was a pattern interrupt. Yes. You were in a habitual yes. um, condition programming. When I feel um, uncertain, when I feel like there's criticism, right? The pattern is I get criticized. There's some, like s- someone says, I haven't done it perfectly. Mm-hmm. I take that as uh, a criticism that that cuts to my core instead of a instead of constructive feedback, for instance, and that is an old, deep core pattern in terms of how many of us were were raised, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that pattern interrupt allowed you to. So I'm going to connect the dots with some things that you said earlier, allowed you to show up differently, take a different action, right? There's this vacuum there. Mm-hmm. Nature bores a vacuum. You filled it with a different way of being and different action that you took. And look at that. You became a different person. You didn't die. Yep. And then you've, you've gone to that next level of beingness or awareness and, and you get to, to really, you know, uh, work at this new level and you never, never go back, you know? Right. Right. And the second epiphany that was right after that was like, my God, if I have this space that I need to fill, I need, I can make a choice. I can, I can choose things to put in there. I can choose to say, okay, yeah, he's a jerk and I hate him or whatever. Or I can choose something better. I can choose like, wow, that was an intense experience let's take a look at that and see what I learned. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the intent yeah. from, from the other side to begin with, you know? So it's like, it's like you stop, you observe the silence and then you've, you can, you, that moment to, to choose was, I mean, we would talk about muscles that we build and the muscle of choice yeah. is, is, is a big one too. You know, it's you can your choose. greatest power, you know, exactly. Yeah. And I think that came through in that second example that I gave you. I think there's a, 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 that I wanted you to speak to, which was around how you were working with some of the people on your team. If you're able to shift, if you're, if you're willing to speak about some of that, I think that the, the connecting dot for me is instead of making the other person wrong, you, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you chose to show up differently in the situation and it created a completely different outcome. Mm-hmm. So do you want Definitely. me to do any lead more lead up to that or do you want to just, well, so, uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, in my business we're we're uh, evaluating a lot of things and um, you know, we're all constantly evaluating things. And one of the things that came under uh, into the spotlight was the uh, the bookkeeper. Now, she's a remote bookkeeper. Um, she's been with me for eh, a little bit over a year. Um, and when I went into, um, I'm working with uh, some uh, business um, a coaching program that's specifically for law firms. And, you know, you know, we go through things systematically. We look at this and then we look at this and then we look at this and we look at this. And so, you know, it came time for the bookkeeper. So we looked at the bookkeeper and there were just gaps 
So there was this big to do. They're like, oh, my gosh, this isn't happening and this isn't happening. And who is this bookkeeper anyway? And maybe we should have an audit and this and that and the other thing. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> that was disproportional. But but maybe they're right. OK, so let's take a look. Um, well, OK, so I looked into this one issue and it was, you know, it was turned out to be fine. And then they just were they just had like a litany of things that they that they didn't like in their audit of what the what my bookkeeper was doing. Um I didn't know enough to have the same complaints. And so it would have been really easy just to bandwagon on what they were saying and say, oh, yeah, my bookkeeper stinks. I need a new bookkeeper. But I thought, you know what? I I don't work with like cruddy people. Um, again, I created a space. I stopped and I created a space and I thought, you know what? Is it possible? Is it possible that I haven't given her the bookkeeper, enough information for her to perform like my auditor people are wanting her to perform. Is, is there any way that I have create, uh, contributed to this problem? Um, you know, it would, have, it would have been much easier in some ways and much more difficult in other ways now that I have this different perspective. But it would have been uh, simpler but wrong just to say, oh, she's doing this and she's not doing that and she's late on this and she's not doing that and look at this column is all wrong and this adds up and we're, this is not what we're looking for. But instead, um, I said, okay, I hear you. Thank you for that. Now let's just take a moment and find out um, in fairness, right? In fairness, let's find out if there was anything that I had done to contribute to these gaps rather than, you know, avoid the problem or blame it on somebody else? Or uh, is there anything that I could have done better? Or is there anything missing? And lo and behold, we looked into it and there were things that we weren't giving to her that would have made her able to uh, do the things that the auditors had wanted to do. And there was miscommunication as between me and a team member of mine and the bookkeeper. And there, there were gaps in there and there were things that had been communicated one way that the auditors wished had been communicated another way. But, uh, you know, as it was like, in other words, we found all kinds of gaps in there in, in our systems, like in our firm, right. For between me and my staff member and the bookkeeper. So it, uh, we fixed them. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of firing no, the bookkeeper, we fixed them. We fixed them. Right. Yeah. And, and the thing here that I would like to point out is that the, I saw in this experience initially, like, I want to throw the baby out with bathwater, yeah. right? Like, let's get, let's, let's move on, right? That's the most expedient. And you really did do that process where you stopped and you, you, you took personal responsibility instead of abdicating or becoming a victim. Like she did this to me and she's not good. And blah, 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 blah. you like, you took a little bit of that space for yourself and you asked a question, you had a conversation with her and she, she in, in an undefended way, in an open way, which is a very different, um, I mean, not that I thought you were defensive before or anything like that, but like your level of um, ownership and confidence in your communication with your team has just dramatically shifted. And what happens? Well, as a result, you're not onboarding another person, right? Like that's a lot of effort and you're not trying to find someone else. And, and, you know, it, this closes the gap and, and creates a better system. And it's not that the system didn't have to change. It did. Something had to be done differently. Yeah. 
but you were able to approach it in a way that wasn't um, at counterpoint purposes to your ultimate higher level goal, which it's that mo- it's that moment of self ownership. It's a, it's that moment when you take ownership of of at least what your contribution to something could be. It, it's it's like you say. It would have been so expedient just to just to be like, oh, you know, I have this perfect excuse. I don't have to look at any of this stuff. I just have to look at these other people over here. They say like, oh, like you say, throw the baby out with the bathwater and start all over again. Um, but it really didn't feel right. Um, I, 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 you know, I will absolutely confess that is exactly what I wanted to do at the first. I was like, oh, this is great. Let's get rid of her. That way I don't have to deal with the problem. And I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Right. It's not a real solution, but just that, that, that moment when you're, when for me anyway, it's a trust issue. I never trusted myself enough to say, oh, I could maybe take responsibility for some of this. I was always you couldn't trust yourself enough to have the conversation, get the feedback from the person who who might be saying, "Hey, Heather, you dropped the ball here," or "or we don't have a system here," or "You told me to do it like this," and I, I right like all of those things are perfectly natural things that come up in conversation when you're problem solving and trying to create better systems. Mm-hmm. But if you don't trust yourself, if if you have a a core wound that says. I'm, I'm wrong and not worthy. I'm wrong. Right. Like I'm deficient at some core level Mm -hmm. and you don't want that. Then you're afraid of anything that might signify that. Yes. You're, you're just going to be at counter purposes. And there is like fundamental, like financial implications to that for your business. You know, it's a whole lot of time and energy to find a new bookkeeper and onboard them. And, and, you know, there's, there's not that that doesn't need to happen sometimes, right? No, but you've also undermined yourself in the process and that is expensive. Yes. That is expensive and it goes everywhere. Totally. If you undermine yourself, that is like a global cost. <laughs> if you, if you cannot do that, it's a global asset if you can trust yourself a little bit more, you'll you will make better decisions and deal with things more. And I think the businesses will will just explode in vitality and everything. But it has to. It starts with the person who's at the who's at the top, who's running the whole thing. Absolutely. So, any we've talked for an hour now. I can't believe, <laughs> can't it. believe it. I started this behind the scenes with saying we could probably talk for forever. Yeah. Um, is there, we should, and now's the time for us to wrap it up. So is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with any final thoughts um, that you'd like to share? Well, I, 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 we've covered a lot of ground. I, I really think we have. And, uh, you know, I think the listeners, if you just kind of listen to this kind of a couple of times, it might be helpful. There's some really good, really good concepts in here. Um, start small. You know, if you can't start, you need to start big in some ways. Like you do need a stretch goal uh, to keep yourself focused. But it, on, on the daily, start small. Don't think that you have to take, you will take over the world at some point. But don't think that you need to take over the world to right this minute. And the other thing that I would say, because these are muscles, like these are, this is new stuff that's going to, you know, you're going to have to shed some old stuff and you're going to have to take on some new stuff and it's going to be fun, but it'll be a little scary, but it'll be fun. It's totally worth it. Um, and also I just, I, I, I just want to say another word about closing the gap on time. It has made my life so much 
easier. I cannot tell you the amount of energy I was leaking, <laughs> just like a leaky bucket, like just energy was going everywhere by not acting on decisions that I didn't get to the part where you act like these are wishes until and then, you know, overanalyzing and should I and whatever and this and that. And I'm telling you, like, it is so much easier just to just to make the decision and act on it just right away. Don't even think about it. Just trust yourself and see what happens. I think what you'll find is that you are trustworthy. You know what's going on with you. You you are the in fact the only one who knows what's going on with you for real. And if if you can get that centered in yourself and just start taking steps in that direction like figuratively and literally taking steps in that direction that is the direction that only you know what it is, um you will be amazed. You will just things will start to happen that you can't even believe. <laughs> That's what I, I love. love. Those, those two things. That's, That's a great way to wrap. That's a great right, way to wrap. Thank you so much, Heather, for oh, joining me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> and sharing all your stories. And I'm super, super proud of like, it's like every day you're on an exponential growth <laughs> trajectory. And I, I love watching it. She's like, boom, boom. <laughs> so... Anyway, thank you so much for being on the podcast and that's a wrap. All right. Thank you so much for joining us and for being a part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. I want to let you know that we've got a ton of free resources for you for scaling your business at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. Please go ahead and check those out. And we'd also love your help in getting the message out. Share this podcast with all the unstoppable women in your life, your friends, your colleagues, your business besties. Please do that. And if you're game, we'd super duper duper appreciate a review on iTunes as well. Thanks so much and be unstoppable.